Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Adam Shine Podcast. Episode 71 of the Adam Shine Podcast, and how about this? Derek Carr, the outstanding quarterback of your Las Vegas Raiders, is the featured guest on the Adam Shine Podcast. You guys know I love Derek Carr. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's grossly underrated, underappreciated. So we'll talk to Derek about this upcoming season for the Raiders and We will certainly fire up Raider Nation for this upcoming campaign. My guy, Derek Carr, the featured guest on the Adam Shine podcast. Our senior executive producer, Bob Stew, and I are going to whet the appetite and get you started for the upcoming season. We're going to give you the over-unders, our picks for every single NFL team. So giving you plenty of time to make sure that you get all the analysis and you're ready to get your pick in for the upcoming season. And I got to tell you, the interview that we did on the podcast, the episode before with John Hanson, the guru, just got me so fired up for fantasy football, so fired up for football season. You know, we're taping this right before Labor Day weekend. It's the Friday before Labor Day weekend, and it's my last Friday without work on Sunday mornings. You know, we do, we host that of the pregame show on CBS Sports Network with Amy Trask and London Fletcher and Jonathan Jones. And, you know, boy, I am going to enjoy the hell out of this weekend with with family, with friends, maybe sleep past on Sunday morning past 445 because that's my wake-up time for an NFL Sunday to get in and do a four-hour pregame show on CBS Sports Network. And based upon the interview we did with the Guru, I am so fired up for a fantasy draft. Theo is going to do it. we got a bunch of friends in town. We've done a kids' league forever. Maya and Jolie, my daughters, I told them about the interview I did with the Guru. They are fired up to do it. You know, last year, Theo begged uh, the, his sisters to draft Josh Allen. They didn't do it. They picked Lamar Jackson. My wife, Katie, is from Baltimore. So, you know, that's... That's where the loyalty was, and Jackson was good, and we won money with the highest point total in the league. You know, had some bad luck, lost some games, but I am extra fired up, so I think I have to let Theo pick Josh Allen in terms of fantasy football, and I am so fired up for for DFS, and, you know, every week on the podcast, Bob Stu and I, during the season, we will make sure that we get you set for our your daily lineup where I'm obsessed, Bob's obsessed with daily fantasy. I just, I love that rush of mixing and matching and finding sleepers and guys that you love. I mean, 
you know, this week and, you know, the guru sparked this one, you know, for week one, Baker Mayfield against Kansas City, I think is a great play. Mac Jones is going to be ridiculously cheap. I think that's a, a great thing. Robinson, the running back from Jacksonville, running the ball against a an atrocious an awful Houston Texans team. That is someone to watch for for fantasy football at at the running back position. There's there's no question about that. Joe Mixon, I think, is going to have a bounce back season this year, and he's going to get it done. You know, this is going to be so much fun week in week out, going through all the the different cats who you know can step up and and do some damage for you in in fantasy football. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, uh, you look at fantasy see this year you know you want a defense for this week for week one how about the Denver Broncos you know that's an excellent defense taking on the the New York football Giants who knows what's going to happen with Saquon Daniel Jones he's he's a turnover waiting to happen so we are extra fired up fantasy reality and I just love the the sheer bonding with the with the kids doing a draft on Labor Day and listen, I think Josh Allen is going to be the MVP this year. We'll stamp that in. And, you know, the Wednesday after Labor Day, we always make our picks on radio winning the division and who is uh, going to win all the different awards. But I-, I will tell you this. We're going to jump through a table. Bill's going to be the Super Bowl pick. The Buffalo Bills, led by our guy Josh Allen, over the L.A. Rams. That is going to be the official prediction for the Super Bowl for this upcoming season. And Bob Stu and I will dive in depth in all the teams and the projections later on in the podcast. But Derek Carr is the featured guest this week on the Adam Shine podcast. And the Raiders quarterback joins us next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What is up, everyone? It's Jeff Ratcliffe, the host of the Rant Podcast. Join me weekdays for my unique brand of insight and analysis that will help you crush your fantasy football leagues and DFS contests. I'm also bringing you the sharpest betting angles, unique parlays, and the need-to-know info that helps put units in your pocket. The Rants, the fantasy football podcast that's on every winning lineup. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The featured guest this week on the Adam Shine podcast, one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and 
one of my favorite guys in the NFL from your Las Vegas Raiders, my guy, the great Derek Carr. Derek, how are you? Oh, Adam, I'm doing good, man. How you been? I've been great. I've been great. And and I have to imagine for you, this August versus last August must feel like a totally different world. I mean, you must feel on the heels of what happened last year that, you know, trying to get ready for a season in 2020 during a pandemic. This August must have felt great for you guys in terms of being out there, practicing, preseason games take me through the month of august getting ready for the 2021 campaign yeah i think that everything finally felt a little bit normal you know i think uh especially in the football world just everything that we had to do in meetings sitting apart from each other wearing masks all this all this crazy stuff with everything going on uh football just felt a little weird last year you know uh, no fans at really most of the games, and if there were fans, it's just a little bit. So um, to be able to have some normalcy again, I think not only is good for us as players, but um, there's a lot of jobs that, you know, people working at the stadium, people working the preseason games, you know, the parking, all that kind of stuff that people get to have back, which is awesome for the community. So uh, I'm fired up for, for really our country coming out of it, you know, that we could uh, you know get back to a little bit of normal life again. Very well said. And, and I'll tell you, as we tape this on the Friday of Labor Day weekend, I am pumped about this K.J. Wright signing. I mean, what a move right before the season, a tackling machine. He knows your defensive coordinator well. What's your reaction to your defense getting another impact veteran? You know what's exciting is uh, he, he's obviously one of the you know best linebackers in the game. And the exciting part is that when he comes in, he doesn't there's no learning curve he knows the terminology he knows uh the fits he knows you know when they motion where he's supposed to fit in and all those kind of things he knows what he he can plug and play you know and i think that's really exciting for us i think he uh you know has something still to prove Uh, i love his mentality i've always loved his mentality as a football player and uh can't uh, i really can't wait to get to know him you know because uh we have a really special group that uh, it'd be really fun to win with this group, you know, just from top to bottom. I mean, the guys going to work every day is a blast. I mean, we, we, we grind now with coach Gruden, but I think KJ is going to fit in and grind with us, but I think he's really going to love the atmosphere of the team and in the locker room because, uh, we got a lot of great guys that are hungry, obviously, uh, young. Uh, and, and I think that, uh, he's going to fit in and help us lead, uh, lead this team. I love hearing that. And how do you feel about how the defense has progressed? I mean, you go against them every day in practice. You've seen them during, you know, the preseason. You know, new defensive coordinator. You've brought in some big-time veterans, uh, you know, Yannick Ngakwe, Hayward, you know, now K.J. Wright. Where do you think you guys have gotten better on defense? Because bringing in those reinforcements after last year certainly needed. How can this defense take a step forward this season? Yeah, you know, well, I, they're definitely improved. You know, I can I definitely say that. You know, I'm going to temper expectations till we get playing. But, you know, they're definitely uh, 100% improved. Um, uh, sad to say because, you know, who doesn't get enough credit is Coach Gunther. You know, Coach Gunther is a very, very smart football coach. And things have been said about him and all those kind of things. And when things don't go well, it's easy to, you know, point fingers and things sure. like that. And that's, that's the easy thing to do. But yeah, you know, I always have to give coach Gunther his credit. He's a very smart football coach, you know, and 
uh, it, it just didn't work with, with that group of guys, you know, uh, the, the way that, you know, the guys we had and the scheme that they were trying to do and all that, um, it, it just didn't work. Right. And so coach Gus comes in and uh, I've loved him since I had him at the senior bowl, like told my wife, you know, man, I would be a joy to play for this guy. You know, he's, he's an unbelievable football coach. He, he harps on the details just like coach Gruden does. I mean, he's out there coaching every single play you hear his voice and there's, I think that's the cool thing about him is when, when he enters the room, there's one voice being heard, you know, and, and it's his. And they all do exactly what he's asking. And it's very, very impressive to watch. And with that said, we, we added some adults, you know, as I say, you know, we added some it's grown a great men. line. And, I uh, love that. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, and I think that, that, that we needed that, you know, uh, for, for another lack of a better term, we, uh, no more green bananas. You know, we need we need yellow bananas. We need, we need some. We need some that are ready. You know, and uh, and uh, he these these guys that came in have a lot of experience. And um, you know, all jokes aside, I'm I'm just excited to watch that group grow because, you know, they they're a very physical group and they're going to be able to fly around and uh, and hit people. You know, and that's what they want to do the most. So uh, I'm excited. I, I really am excited to watch them play. What are your expectations for Henry Ruggs this season? Last year, he was drafted high, you know, and it's interesting. Last year was such a weird year. I I think it's tough to really jump to too many conclusions, especially on young players. But, you know, he was taken ahead of, you know, other receivers who stepped in and played well at different spots. You know, I love I know that Coach Gruden loves him. Mike Mayock loves him. What do you need to see? What do Raiders fans, what should they expect to see from Henry Ruggs this season? Well, I'll say this, you know, this offense is not easy to learn, period. You know, let alone without an offseason, you know, you know, let alone doing it on a Zoom chat. You know, no walkthroughs, no no pre, no OTAs, no preseason. Um, you just get training camp practices and you got to go out and play. Not an easy thing to do for any young player that I've seen come in. Uh, here with this offense you know usually they just have a little role that they play the first year and and then the role grows as they get better and as they learn more right and I think one thing we've seen with Henry is you know it didn't go how he wanted it to he's a very competitive person he's not just a track guy he's he's a dog you know he loves football you know and uh, he came back he looks bigger you know he looks stronger faster if that's even possible you know and uh you know he's put in a lot of work i'll say that now um you know we do have darren waller you know he's got hunter renfro josh jacobs a lot of guys that got to touch the ball you know so uh when when does he touch it well you know we'll see you know um you know that that'll be dictated by the coaches and the game plan and all that kind of stuff but i will say this he's ready to step in and, and and fill a big role for us you know that uh you know, that Nelson, you know, really had, you know, last year. Um, and then he moved on to New England. Um, and I love Nelly, but, you know, I think Henry can step in and do those things. And I think he's ready to do those things. And uh, super pumped by his communication also. It's, it's impressive. So, um, again, coming into this offense, learning it and playing, you know, at a high level, year one, hard to do, when especially when everything else was going on. But I expect a big jump from him. I love that. And you referenced Waller. I mean, you know, it, it's almost like a cheat code for you guys. I mean, it's he is so good. He's such an amazing athlete. He's got great hands. He seems to be super smart. Obviously, he's, he's an unbelievable story. You know, I feel sometimes like I need a thesaurus, Derek, in terms of describing what he brings to the table. 
How can you express to me in the audience what he means as a target for you in this passing attack? Oh, yeah. I mean, as a target, I mean, the numbers alone speak for themselves, you know. And and when he's, you know, when their teams are trying to double-team him and teams are trying to do other things, that just opens it up for everyone else, like a guy like Nelson Aguilar, to come in and get one-on-ones and, and win, you know. Uh, you know, Darren Darren's going to take, you know, the – the majority of the double teams, he's going to take the majority of the best cover guy, you know, and um, they'll leave, you know, everything else, you know, uh, for, for the other guys. And that's awesome because those guys are good. And so for us, Darren Waller, he means, he means a lot to us. You know, he can, he can catch the ball. He's fast. He's physical. You know, I always, I always look and, and I see, you know, who are the teams in our division drafting and signing in free agency? Well, they're all drafting guys that can cover this guy or, guys that try and get after me so I can't throw it to him and or signing people like that. You know what I mean? And uh and so it just says a lot about him, you know, as a player that, you know, he's on the forefront of their mind when people have first round picks or signing free agents. You know, that 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 always says a lot to me, you know, whenever you look into that, you know, from a schematic standpoint. So the guy means everything and not only that, not only is he one of I think, if not one of the best players in in the whole game. Um, with what he can do, pass protection and run blocking. But I also think he's one of the best guys in the league, and uh, absolutely love him as a friend, love him as a teammate, and I'm excited to see him grow this year as well. I was a little caught off guard this off season by the offensive line shuffle. You know, I I always viewed it for yeah. years as kind of a, a strength of the team, and you know, obviously security blanket for you. You know, guys who can you know open up holes for for Josh Jacobs and the running backs. Now, I I do think that the the finished product going into this season, some some pretty good names and some good young players. Were you caught off guard, and how do you feel now in early September, heading into the season, about the guys up front for the Raiders? Yeah, I mean, just being honest, I was definitely, I was definitely surprised. I knew, I knew at some point that that was, you know, going to happen. We all did, you know, at some point, you know, as you get older and as you, um, you know, as your, you know, salary's higher, it's just the NFL. That's just a fact. You know, everyone knows that. You know, no matter what position you play, right? And and when we, when we knew, especially when we know we have young, really good young players behind them, you know, that's that's always a hard thing, um, you know, for older veterans, you know, when. When they can get someone to do your job but do it for less money, you know, it's always it's always a, a risk, you know what I mean? And so, uh, you know, the, certain things happened along the way uh, that led to that. But some of those guys are my best friends, so you never want to see them go. You know, I love those guys. I uh, had many, many great memories with those guys. A lot of, you know, two-minute drives, you know, just some of the memories of conversations going into those right before and then winning the games and things like that. And, you know, you miss that. You know, you don't have that anymore uh, with some of those guys. But the guys that are playing this year, we have full confidence in. They look, they look awesome, man. They're doing a great job. Um, we got to go prove it in the games. But um, from what we've seen so far, very excited about them. You know, and again, tempering expectations. You know, I just, I, I think that they're going to play really well. Um, but you know, time will tell because we have to go do it. What was your reaction to Mike Mayock at his news conference saying? We need to make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, I love it. You know, and that's how, honestly, him and I have conversations almost every day, whether it's by text message or in person, uh, you know, about expectations, about, you know, we need to be, we're, we're trying to become, you know, a franchise. And it's been a long road of 
you know, you know, correcting some faults that have been going on here for a long time. But, you know, we, we've tried our best. Uh, we want to be a place where it's literally you, get, you win a championship or the season doesn't matter, you know, in, in everyone's mind. And, and I think that over the past four years since Gruden has been here, he's let go of people and, um, you know, made changes in certain areas, uh, you know, all throughout where that's the mindset. And and so that that's just how we believe, man. Now now we got to go do it. We have to go prove it. And uh, we got some tough opponents, especially in the division, that we got to play. But you know we can't ever go into a season with anything less than that expectation. And so uh, you know as players we we respect it and we we love it because that's our expectation anyway. I I love that response, and I know that that's always your stated goal and what you want more than anything for for yourself, for your teammates, and for the organization, for the great fans of of the Raiders. How about this running back situation? Now, I I love Josh Jacobs. I I think he's a beast. You know, Kenyon Drake really intrigued me. You know, here's a guy who can catch it out of the backfield, you know, can certainly run it. You know, a guy that I, I like a lot at the running back position. I think he can really help you specifically. So what what are you looking for out of these guys, and how how can Drake factor into the mix as both a runner and the receiver? I'm I'm kind of I'm fascinated, Derek, to see how you use him and to see how Coach Gruden goes into the lab here to utilize him as a receiver out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah. If you look at if you look at our roster and you watch watch closely, you know you see guys that are. Swiss Army nice. You know, you, you see guys that can do a lot of different things. They can line up in a lot of different places, and they can, uh, you know, they, they're not just one one trick kind of guys. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, that's that's Coach Gruden's dream because now, you know, he has an offense where he can literally whatever he can think of, we can do it. You know what I mean? And uh, I think the 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 most impressive thing, um, you know, that I've seen is really with all the guys and especially Kenyon um, is that whatever coach Gruden has asked of us, you know, mentally we've been able to handle it. You know, that we have not had one day where we are not installing something new. You know, we, we are always, you know, pushing forward, pushing the envelope, you know, making it uncomfortable every single day for everybody. So that when you go home, you have no choice. You have no option, but to study, you have no option, but to, you know, keep, staying in your playbook and studying the opponent and things like that. So that's one thing that I love about coach Gruden is that we're always pushing it. And uh, you see that now he has a, just a arsenal of guys that he can do what he wants to do. And that's his dream, you know, to be able to, whatever he can think of, you know, whatever he sees, man, we can do it. You know, there's no hesitation. So I don't know. I don't know what he has planned uh, all too much. Obviously I'm joking there, but um, <laughs> you know, there, there, there are some, there's some good things that I, I'm excited for us to show. It's going to be fun. I'm excited to see it. I mean, you know, I, I still don't understand why you don't get more credit for being great. I mean, we always refer to you as a great quarterback and watch you play, and, and it's dynamite, and the numbers are, are amazing. The field's amazing. Over 4,000 yards passing, three straight years. Last year, 27 touchdowns against just nine interceptions. You were so excellent when it mattered the most. Derek, it drives me nuts. You know, in the court of public opinion or on rankings or on television or radio, why does Derek Carr never get the love, credit, and respect that I believe you deserve? You know, I, I, I really honestly, well, one, probably because I've got to stop challenging people to some 
you know, UFC fights. You know, that probably helps. <laughs> one. Uh, <but laughs> they kind of turn on you after you do something like that. No, I just kidding. They, you know what? You know, everyone, everyone to a man, when I see them in person, they're so great to me. You know, and and you know how it is, man. They got to talk about stuff. You know, they gotta they gotta make it look like me and Gruden don't get along. They gotta they gotta talk about the Raiders somehow. And and another thing is, we we haven't won enough games. You know, as an organization, myself, right. I'm, right. I'm first in front. Like we haven't won enough. You know, period. When when we were winning in 2016, man, I was up for the MVP before I broke my ankle. You yep. know, like that. That's just how it is. And you know how this league goes, man. We go around and you know, start getting hot and, you know, going to play, go to the playoffs, going to run and do all those things, man, we'll be right back up there, you know, with, you know, they always say, oh, he's, he's borderline top 10, you know, <laughs> it's like, you always hear that, like, he's borderline, I don't know, he's borderline, which means if they win 10 games, yeah, they'll put me in there, you know, <laughs> which, which by means. the way is true. Yeah. And I can say that as a guy who talks a lot, radio, <laughs> TV, like I, but that, that unfortunately is the deal, right? You know, because you, you'll be in that six through 13, whatever the list is preseason <laughs> week to week but you know Raiders win more games and that's how it's on a fair unfair going to work in the court of public opinion yeah absolutely and and honestly Adam that's all I really care about man I just want to win like all the other stuff like I've gotten to a point I'm 30 years old man I got four kids you know I, and a wife to love every day you know I got I got more things to worry about than you know rankings you know on, on the media you know whether it's someone I don't know or even my brother you know like I'm like hey man thanks but he he knows like I'm just you know he, he's doing what he does and I'm just like man whatever you know I'm just trying to play football and win games like that's all I want to do Adam you know that's that's been my heart since the beginning and I think you know that you know yep. because we've talked so much but my heart from the beginning has never changed and my, my my work ethic has never changed and my heart towards doing it the right way and being a good role model for these young kids and these young men uh, being, you know, being able to be someone they could look to and, you know, follow, you know, that, that's been my goal from the beginning is, is to do those things and, and bring a fourth Lombardi home, you know, to, to the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, that's, that's been the goal from the beginning. So, you know, all the other stuff, I, I, I don't know, you know, I love everybody. You know, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to challenge nobody anymore, man. Just <laughs> you know, no they, UFC you know, fight with all, Stephen A. Smith or, or Max Kellerman anytime soon. No, 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 no. They, I'm too old, man. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for all that. You know, I'll leave that to some young kid that wants to get mad on Twitter. But I, I I'm past that. You know, I had to grow up a little bit. <laughs> but you know, I, at the end of the day, man, I, I just want to win a championship here with the Raiders. You know, I think that that would be so special. Can you describe what that would be like? I'm sure you've had the daydreams, and now. You know, you know Raider Nation, and it's it's coast to coast. It's omnipresent. I mean, the best fans in the world. You know, you're in Vegas last year, beautiful new stadium, COVID, no no fans. I mean, can you imagine what it would be like to win a championship for the Vegas Raiders? You know, just for just for Raider fans everywhere. You know, they've been through so much. You know. <laughs> You know, moving the team multiple times, you know, whether you're in L.A., whether you're in Oakland, Las Vegas, you know, the team's bounced around, you know, the, the organization has had its fair share of things go on, you know, um, you know, uh, for me, I've seen so many things in eight years, I, I, I could easily write a number one top selling book that I won't write. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'd read it if you wrote away. it, Derek, I'd read it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, once the work got out of that, it, it would be a mess. But, you know, I just, you know, to me, you know, one thing I'll say is when I got here, 
from where we're at now. I've just seen a team of people in that organization just work so hard from our owner, uh, Tom Delaney, you know, uh, Dan Ventrelli, you know, and I'm, I'm going to stop naming people before I, someone gets offended. But, you know, I, I've just seen a team of people in the front office, uh, you know, our GMs, our coaches, just pushing forward to getting away from, from, from the years of, uh, of mediocrity and the years of those things. And, and we're not there yet, but I, I think that we're on the brink of it. You know, and I, I just think that it would mean so much to so many people if we could pull that off, you know, and, 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 and hopefully, you know, when we do someday, um, I'll just be able to sit there and celebrate, you know, that moment because then it just validates all the other stuff, all the records, all the Raider records, all those things are great and all that. And I'm thankful for those, but the thing I want the most isn't some piece of paper that says all the records on it. I want to, I want one of those rings that I can put in my office, you know, that has a, a Raider emblem on it. That, that, that right there would mean everything to me, all the hard work. I, you know, I'm not working hard for records. I'm working hard for, you know, Super Bowls, you know, and, and hopefully that's what we can do. You're giving me the chills as you say that. And, you know, everyone always wants to talk about your relationship with John Gruden. And, you know, sometimes I think, you know, in the court of public opinion with the Derek Carr ranking, you know, I think that the old expression is all politics are local, right? Where sometimes it might seem on the outside, well, is is Carr Gruden's guy? I mean, sometimes I feel like I, I love Derek Carr more than the Raiders love Derek Carr, which makes no sense in my opinion in my world. How would you describe yeah. your relationship with Gruden? And is should Raider Nation be convinced that Derek – I can't believe I'm asking this because of what you've done in terms of productivity. <laughs> is Derek Carr John Gruden's guy? Yeah, 100%. You know, I think, you know, after our first meeting, some of the things that he said to me um, – uh, and he can tell that story someday if he wants to. I won't say, use his words, but uh, I knew from day one. And and he's played, you know, they, they've played their fair share of games to do certain things and that kind of stuff. And all along the way, I knew everything that was going on, you know. And, and it was only to make sure it helped our team and help our team win, you know. And and from day one, everything that they've told me has come true, literally to to every word, you know. And here we are, four years. And, uh, you know, through all the mock drafts and all these kind of things, you know, I'm, I'm still here somehow, Adam, you know, (laughs) you know, I, I, I am, I am, I, I concern myself with, with, with one thing. And that is running. When I go in that building, um, I want to run his offense, uh, so well that he's just blown away every single day. And there's been times where he'll just come and hug me, you know, after a rep and be like, wow, you know, and, and that, that right there, that right there means more to me than anything that he could ever say to me. You know what I mean? And so uh, our relationship's great. I love him. I literally can see his house from where I'm standing right now in my house. You know, That's like awesome. we, we see each other all the time. And I, I wish they would stop that because it's honestly, I don't care, but it's, it goes, it really goes against who he really is, you know, and, and people outside get a perception of, well, he never likes anybody or this kind of, or that. And it's, it, it kind of just bums me out because people don't really know the real him you know obviously he he portrays uh you know an aggressive mindset when he's mic'd up and things like that but the guy tells me he loves me a hundred times a day he'll send me a text you know if i don't see him for literally 24 hours i'm getting a text from him you know and uh and, and we're talking about something so he's awesome and my relationship with him has been great since day one and so hopefully hopefully we got many more years of that um you know but hopefully we don't have to answer many more questions about it (laughs) (laughs) could you really play until you're 45 years old 
you know what? I, g- genetically and the way that we take care of our body, I would say yes, absolutely. You know, like my dad, he was still, you know, going down the lane and dunking at 50. You know, my, my brother, David, you know, he's still doing, you know, could squat, you know, 500 pounds and wow. bench three, 370, 380. You know, I mean, the guy's, the, the guy's a freak. My other brother, Darren, he's a freak as well. You know, and they're both older than I am, you know, and at 30 years old, I honestly feel like I'm still like 20 years old, you know? So, uh, do I think I could? Absolutely. Do I, do I think I will? Yeah, probably not. You know, (laughs) I laughed when you said that a few weeks ago in training camp, I, I genuinely laughed out loud. Oh yeah. But because the the way it was brought to me, I was like, can I, well, yeah, absolutely. I can, you know, when I'm, you know, when I'm that old and I see how my brothers are and as a competitor, I'm, I'm still trying to be better than my brothers. You know, that's my first competition in my life. Sure. You know? So obviously I'm trying to be better than them, but yeah, absolutely. I think, I think I definitely could, but will I, no, I'm, I got, I got more important things I got to do, you know, once I'm done with football. Speaking of more important things outside of football, your Lakers. Oh, baby, <laughs> Derek, this is going to be dreamy this year. I, I can't wait to see Russ running with LeBron and AD. Melo's got a lot of gas left in the tank. I, I know a lot of these veterans they signed are, are older players, but I love the offseason. I think the Lakers are going to win a championship. I think their big three better than Brooklyn's big three. Are you fired up for this upcoming season for your Lakers? You know, I can't wait. You know, watching how explosive Russ is, you know, how he gets to the lane, taking some of that stress off LeBron, and LeBron just playing off of that, and AD playing off of that. I mean, I mean, I, I I think again I'll temper expectations, but since I'm not a, a official Laker, I will say yeah they're going to win the championship. You know, <laughs> I think <laughs> I can say that. But yeah, you know, all I ask from the Lakers is that I see a a picture of Rondo and Russ Hilly shaking hands, so we know everything's okay. You know, as long as I we can get one of those, and make sure they're all right, then then I'll know that we're on the right track. <laughs> I love it. Derek, we always appreciate the time, my friend. Keep up the excellent work. It's going to be a really fun season for you and the Raiders, and I can't wait to see you throw for over 4,000 yards and win a ton of games again. And we always appreciate the time and always appreciate the commitment when you come on with us. And, you know, stay healthy. Have an unbelievable season. Can't wait to watch you in week number one against Baltimore, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Adam, thank you, man. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Derek Carr with us here on the Adam Shine Podcast. This is former NFL linebacker and current L.A. Rams broadcaster Kirk Morrison here to tell you that my football podcast, Total Coverage, it's back for an all-new season. Each week, I'm joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the how and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast or listen on the SXM app, included with both subscriptions. Oh, I'm obsessed with doing over-unders. You know, we did it uh, for baseball on the Adam Shine podcast, our favorite over-unders. But this is football season, and this is the NFL. So we're not doing favorites. We're picking every single team, the over-under, of course, our senior executive producer of the Adam Shine podcast and Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio is the great Bob Stew. And 
Bob, are you ready for the upcoming football season or what? I mean, come on, Adam. Am I ready? I've been waiting for the football season since it ended. I'm ready to go <laughs> here, baby. You know, if my over-unders are as good as what they were for the baseball season, I'm going to be in great shape this year, Adam. Great shape. I'm hitting three out of four of those. I'm ready to go. See, that's the beauty of Bob. I don't have to ask him how good he was with the over-unders <laughs> for baseball. He, he will tell you how good he was. All right, let's go. And We have Caesars Sportsbook up in front of us. And let's go with, we'll do it by division to organize it for everyone. The Buffalo Bills over under 11, Bob, for this season. Yeah, Adam, I think this is easy for both of us here. I love the over. I mean, I think the Bills are going to be contending for the Super Bowl. I've never believed in Miami. I don't see how alienating Tua all offseason helps the Dolphins at all. Just think the Pats are a step behind Buffalo. Buffalo's owned the Jets. 12-5 and five for the Bills. Allen's in the mix for MVP. Give me the over. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I think that they're going to win 12 or 13 games. I think 12 is is really the number. It's not going to be easy in the division. I respect the hell out of New England and Miami. I like Miami much more than you do. We'll get to the Dolphins in a second. Mm-hmm. Bill's defense is going to be vastly improved. I think they're going to be great. They were good last year, not great. Allen MVP, receiving core is amazing. I think Devin Singletary is going to have a big year. So I love the Buffalo Bills over. What about the Miami Dolphins, Bob, at nine and a half? Oh, you knew I would be taking the under, Adam. The Dolphins had the easiest schedule in football last year. They still failed to make the playoffs. Look, man, I like Tua more this year than I did last year, but the division's a bloodbath. Adam, listen to the early season schedule here, right? New England, week one on the road. That's a loss. Buffalo, week two at home. Probably going to lose that game. The Raiders, week three in Vegas. That's not an easy game. The Colts, week four is a coin flip at home. And then the Bucks, week five. That's a loss. I could see one in four start to the season for Miami. And if that happens, the under's a lock. I'm taking the under at nine and a half wins here, Adam. I'm taking the over. I've been saying they're going to be teams in the AFC that win double-digit games and don't make the playoffs. Miami's one of those for me. Brian Flores is an amazing coach. As an example, you know, he outcoached John Gruden last year. I think he can again this year. You know, I like Tua. You know, I never would have picked him over Justin Herbert. That's been documented. I'm a Tua fan. I think they did a nice job surrounding him with receiver talent. Defense is excellent. I wish they had a better running back, but I'm going to go over Miami Dolphins. Not a playoff team, but over the nine and a half. What about New England over under nine and a half? I just think the Pats defense is back. Bill, he revamped the entire defense in the offseason. The Matt Judon signing to me, that was the best signing of the offseason for New England. Look, I think Mac Jones is going to be successful in Josh McDaniels' offense. The Patriots should win 10 games. I mean, just don't overthink this. This isn't your 2020 Patriots that got gashed on the ground. It's a brand new defense. They're going to hit the over. Lock it in. And I told you last year at this time that the Patriots under was a lock and they weren't going to make the playoffs and I was right and I told you after the draft Mac Jones is going to start and I was right about that Mac Jones is going to be the offensive rookie of the year love the over they restocked the cupboard Judon the defensive line the DBs the O-line two tight ends with Henry and and Johnny Smith I, I think Mac Jones is going to be fantastic Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports Patriots make the playoffs I love the over Bob how about your Jets over under six Yeah, I'm going to go with push here, Adam. I think six is spot on. I mean, I think they're going to push. I mean, six should be the number the Jets hit. They can beat Carolina week one. They're going to beat the Texans. They'll beat the Jags. They'll beat the Bengals. They always beat Miami once. It's already five wins on this schedule, right? 
I think it's just too early for Zach Wilson. I think Elijah Moore, he is a dark horse for offensive rookie of the year. He could be great. But once they lost Carl Lawson Adam, there's just no more hope for Killer. the season for the Jets. Killer. I think six is just about right. I'm going to hedge this and just go push. Just stay away from this one. Yeah, I would stay away too, especially because Wilson looked great in the in the preseason. I think he has a ton of talent. I love Robert Sala. I hope keep them in games. I'm going to go under, though. The, the Jets are void of talent. Absolutely crusher with Lawson, as you mentioned. Under here for the New York Jets. All right, let's go to the AFC West. The Denver Broncos. They have a ton of talent on the team, Bob. Shaky quarterback situation. Fascinating over under at eight and a half. Yeah, you just said it, Adam. Tons of talent on offense. If the Broncos had Aaron Rodgers, they'd be challenging the Chiefs for the division and for the Super Bowl. I just think the problem is they might have the worst quarterback situation in the NFL. Look, Teddy Bridgewater's a warrior. He was terrible last year in Carolina. I don't know what to think about the Broncos' defense. There's just a lot of question marks with a lot of injury-prone players. I'm taking under 8.5. I'm going to take under, but I don't like this. Mm. I would stay away from it. When I, I keep going back to the number 8s when it comes to the Denver Broncos, so I'll take the under. Look, I love the receivers. I love Judy and Hamler and Sutton. I love Noah Fant at tight end. Williams from North Carolina, a stud at running back. Love Sertan. Sertan and Fuller now at corner. Chubb and Miller could be a great pass rushing combo. Bridgewater and Locke. And I like Teddy. He didn't play well last year. I go under. How about Kansas City over under 12 and a half? Yeah, Patty played like Superman in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs got blown out. They just didn't have the offensive line. So what did Brett Veach do? He revamped the entire offensive line. Great offseason. Come on, Kansas City's going to be awesome. The only question is, how many games do they lose? I'm going with the over, Adam. I love this one. 100%. The only weakness was shored up by Brett Veach. The offensive line is going to be loaded. I think that Kelsey's special, Hill's special, Patrick Mahomes, don't get it twisted, best player in the NFL, over for Kansas City. How about our friend Derek Carr and the Raiders over under seven? I mean, this to me is the most mind-boggling number of all of them, Adam. I'd say there's a Vegas bias, but that just can't be. The Raiders won eight games last year. They threw away five of their last seven. They're a much better defense with Ngakwe and Casey Hayward. Adding KJ Wright was a brilliant move. They're extremely young on offense. Their players are only going to get better. And Gruden has improved every year with the team in win-loss. They're going to win at least nine games this year, Adam. Over, this is my favorite bet of the season. I love the over. We're sharing a brain. I mean, I thought this was a typo. I, I love the over. I If it was eight, I'd take the over. Mm -hmm. I, I think the Raiders and Derek Carr will win a minimum of nine games this year. I'll give you one that I love here, Bob. You know I'm picking the Chargers. Set it all offseason oh, to yeah. make the playoffs. Derwin James is healthy. That defense is going to be strong. I love Staley as a new head coach. Herbert's dreamy. They improved the offensive line. I love the over for the L.A. Chargers at nine. I think they're making the playoffs. How about you? I just have so many questions on defense, Adam. I mean, you mentioned Derwin James. Can Derwin James play games? Can he play any games, please? The offense should be solid. But the offense was great last year, and Herbert played great, and they still found ways to lose, and they lost a lot. I need to see it first with the Chargers. The division is really difficult. I think they're going to go 8-9 and nine this year, so give me the under. I want to make the segue to the AFC North, and I feel terrible about J.K. Dobbins. 
I, I really felt sick for him. You know I was obsessed with him. Reality, fantasy last year. I thought he was going to have a monster season. Cement himself as a legit top 10 running back. Put on planet Earth to be the Ravens running back. The over-under is 10.5. Listen, the culture is amazing in Baltimore. Eric DaCosta, Harbaugh, Lamar can be in the MVP discussion. Their defense is always strong. I'm going to take the over at 10.5 for the Ravens. Yeah, I agree. Lamar is electric. He'll be in the MVP conversation. The defense is great. John Harbaugh is a Hall of Fame head coach. I still feel like this is the best team in the division. They always find ways to win. I also love the over, Adam. I think the Browns are better. 10.5. I think the Browns are better. The defense with Johnson and with Clowney coming in, Miles Garrett, he could sack the quarterback 25 times this year. With the extra game, I mean, it's not out of the realm. That run game with Chubb and Hunt, it's, it's, it's authoritative. Stefanski's an unbelievable head coach. Baker showed that he's a true franchise quarterback in the last year. Browns are better than Baltimore Browns over 10.5. Yeah, you know me. I was a big Cleveland Browns hater last year. I didn't believe in them all season. I believe in them more this year than last year because I love what they did in the offseason, revamping the defense, fixing the secondary. The pass rush is going to be awesome, and the offense is pretty much the same. But I wouldn't touch this one, Adam. I'm not with you on this. 11 wins is extreme. That's a lot of wins. I would stay far, far away from this one. I will go with the under. I think they win 10 this year. How about the Bengals, Bob, at six and a half? Yeah, I don't know about the Bengals, Adam. <laughs> I'm glad you asked because I honestly have no idea. I mean, Burrow's still getting back. He didn't really have much of a training camp. He played one series in the preseason. Jamar Chase, I thought, was going to win Rookie of the Year running away. All he does is drop passes. He I don't know what happened. cold in the preseason. What the hell is going on, Bob Stu? And this is one of the best receivers I've ever seen in college football in my life, and he can't catch. And I know they spent some money on defense and free agency. I don't think they spent enough. I'm not a believer in Zach Taylor either. I think this is his last season in Cincy. I'm going with the under. I'm going to go over reluctantly with everything that I've said about them in the offseason and I think Burrow's going to be great and Chase is going to be great but and Joe Mixon's going to have a bounce back season boy I don't feel good about it don't touch it but for the sake of this exercise I'll go over this is going to be the first year Mike Tomlin ever finishes below 500 I, I think the Steelers are a mess Roethlisberger is cooked I am not a believer in this defense with Bud Dupree going to Tennessee I am taking the under Bob eight and a half on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, I know you were down on Pittsburgh last year too, Adam, and they still found ways to win early in the season. I'm going with the over. The Steelers get a lot Ooh. of disrespect. I think Ben's going to be fine. He was fine last year until the end of the season. He was just throwing the ball way too much. Maybe they can run the ball a few more times with Najee so Ben doesn't throw the ball 50 times with a surgically repaired elbow. Maybe that'll be a good plan for Pittsburgh this year. But Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. He's not going 8-9. and nine. He's going to go 9-8. and eight. I'm taking the over for the Steelers, Adam. How about the AFC South, Adam? I think it's an incredibly fascinating division it's been a weird offseason the first one is the Houston Texans the over under is four what do you think about this one I'm going under I mean I I think the Jaguars are going to sweep Houston I I think this is the worst team in the NFL bar none under for the Texans if the Texans win two games they should plan a parade I don't know if they win one this is the worst roster I've ever seen I'm going with the under how about the Colts Adam another offseason 
It's been a little bit of a mess. I mean, the over-under for this is nine. I still like the Colts. I know. I know. I still love the defense. I think the running game is going to be great with Jonathan Taylor. I don't think Carson Wentz can play worse than he did last year, right? I mean, right? I mean, seriously, how can he play worse? I'm going to take the over. I'm skeptical. I kind of hate this pick. What do you think? All offseason, I love the Colts. Loved them. Loved what they did. Loved the Wentz trade. Loved their defense. Thought it could be the best in the league. I, I, I love what they did. You have the quarterback who's on record saying he's not vaccinated. Darius Leonard's not vaccinated. He's on record saying that. You have Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson. They've been on the close contact COVID list because they're not vaccinated. So we're talking about arguably the four best players on the team. And there are going to be questions of availability week in, week out. And, you know, this is something their great GM, Chris Ballard, talked to the press about. I can't touch the Colts. Originally, I was going to pick them to win the division. I can't even pick them to hit nine. There are major questions who's going to be there week in, week out. And that's a terrible job by these players. You know, health, safety, community for themselves and family. But how about availability for Mm -hmm. for themselves and for Colts Nation nationwide? So I'm going to go the under here for Indianapolis. Bob, I think the toughest one to pick of all 32 teams, Jacksonville over really? under six. Toughest one Real? You think over under six for Jacksonville is the toughest one of all of them? Of all 32. Oh, no, Adam. No. Which I think one it's are we going of- over under? Oh, this is an easy under, Adam. This is easy. Jacksonville has no defense. I mean, look, I love Trevor Lawrence, what he did at Clemson. I just think the preseason, and I know it's the preseason, I think it's a harbinger of things to come. I mean, Lawrence had no help during the preseason. The offensive line was terrible. Other than LaVisca Chenault, he doesn't have a ton of help on offense. Like, ETN's already gone. I love James Robinson, but he's James Robinson. And like I said, the defense, the defense was so bad. Gardner Minshew threw 16 touchdowns and five interceptions in eight games last season. They won one game. One game. I don't know how Lawrence can play that much better than Minshew, and somehow they get to seven wins. They got to win seven to hit this, Adam. Seven. They're not winning seven. This is Jacksonville. They have no defense. They're just too young. I'm taking the under. Why do you like the over for this one? Do you like the over for this one? I'm going or do you like push. the under? I'm going push. Ah. I think every time I look at Jacksonville, I, I say they're a six-win team. Listen, I think, that, first of all, I think they're going to beat Houston twice. So they have oh, to sure. win four yeah. more games. Ugh. Now, the Travis Ntien injury gives me pause, and the fact that they're not going to have their first-round running back and you know Trevor Lawrence's bestie from Clemson all year, that that's a problem. That scares the hell out of me. But I think Urban Meyer is going to be a great coach. I think Trevor Lawrence is a dreamy quarterback. I, I think he's got some solid weapons at receiver. You're right about the defense. I'm going to say push. Nothing would surprise me about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'll give you one that I love. Tennessee over nine and a half. The roster is great. I love Derrick Henry. He's the best running back in the NFL. I love the Julio Jones trade with A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill. Vrabel's a hell of a coach. Give me Tennessee to win the division and Tennessee, Bob, with the over. I would give Tennessee four automatic wins off the bat. I mean, they are gonna they're gonna crush the Texans, they're gonna crush the Jags. But the problem is the rest of the schedule is tough, Adam. I mean, listen to the beginning of the schedule here. Cardinals, Seahawks, and Colts. 
that's not easy to start the season. I would be extremely nervous if they got off to a bad start. Whenever I look at these over-unders, I like to look at the beginning of the season because things can snowball very quickly in the NFL. You know, if they go 0-3, they're in massive trouble here. They could go 0-3. These are three good teams they're playing. But if they can go 2-1, they will be fine. I'll take the over. Let's move on to the NFC, Adam. The NFC this year is unbelievable. So many great teams. So let's start with the best division in football, the NFC West. The Arizona Cardinals, they're over under is eight. What are you thinking for this one? Over. I'm, I'm picking them to make the playoffs. I love the pickup of J.J. Watts. I love what they did with Rondell Moore in the draft. I think that Kyler Murray, the light really goes on to an MVP level in year three. They better make the playoffs of Cliff Kingsbury this year. I think they have a top seven roster in the NFC, good enough to make the playoffs. Bob, I'm going over. I think they're the Arizona Cardinals are going to win 10 games. I just think they have too much talent to have a losing record, Adam. I mean, remember when Kyler Murray was a dark horse pick to win MVP last year? Where is the hype gone? I still think he could potentially win MVP this year. He's going to have a monster year. The defensive line's better with Watt. I love the linebackers. I love Simmons. I love Collins. That's like the best linebacker doing in the NFL, at least in terms of youth. I love those guys. I am also going to take the over. How about the L.A. Rams, Bob? Uh, ten and a half. They're my Super Bowl pick when you look at the NFC. They're going to be playing in the L.A. Super Bowl at home. Aaron Donald is the best ball player on defense who's ever suited up in the NFL. Love Jalen Ramsey. Matthew Stafford is going to make this thing hum and tick. We said it was a Super Bowl move when they traded for the former Lions franchise quarterback. McVeigh calling the plays. Love Bob Woods. Love Cooper Cup. Love Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, the weapons. The Cam Akers done for the season. Oh, that that, that pains me. Gives Ugh. me a little pause big picture, but I, I think they'll figure it out with Sony Michelle, with Henderson. I love the Rams, and I love the over. Yeah, what McVeigh did with Goff is nothing short of remarkable. What he's going to do with Stafford is going to blow people away. He's a football genius, John McVeigh. I mean, Stafford has skills Goff just never had. I think Stafford's going to have an unreal season. I love the offense. I want the cup. We want the cup. Bob Woods is going to have a great year. The Rams defense to me, though, Adam... It's a little shaky when you get past the two Hall of Famers, but Aaron Donald, he just wrecks game plans. I'm going to take the over. I think this team, to me, is the toughest to pick of all of them. San Francisco, the over-under is 10.5. I hate picking against Kyle Shanahan, Adam. I'm going to go with the under on San Francisco. When I say under, I'm taking 10 wins. Not 11, I'm taking 10. That's still a great season. They could still make the playoffs. I love the defense. I think Kyle is brilliant. Him and Robert Sala last year, they found ways to win games with no defense and no quarterback. I just don't think the Niners are as talented as the Super Bowl season. That's why I'm going under. What do you think? I'm going over. I already hate this pick, but I have the Niners as a playoff team. I wish that Kyle Shanahan would let Trey Lance dance, and he was a starter from week number one. I wish they would have drafted Mac Jones, who's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but I love Kyle as a coach. I love the weapons with Debo Samuel and Ayuk, who I think is going to be superb, and Kittle and uh, Trent Williams in that offensive line. Bosa's back. Defense is loaded. They're going to be well coached under my guy, D'Amico Ryans. Love the Niners this year. Not as good as the Rams. But I think they're going to be a second-place 11-win team. So, Bob, that means I have the Cardinals, the Rams, the Niners all making the playoffs, all with the over, which means you know I'm going under for (laughs) Seattle at 10. 
Yeah, I also think 10's a little high, and you know me, I always I always pump up the Seahawks. I always think they're great because I love Russell Wilson. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an unbelievable quarterback. But the Seahawks have quietly had a weird offseason. Look, if Aaron Rodgers didn't dominate the headlines, I think people would have probably talked a little bit more about Russ's drama and the Seahawks. Look, Jamal Adams finally got the contract. He finally just showed up. Dwayne Brown's situation is another weird one. That's not getting a whole lot of coverage. It's been a bad brew this year in Seattle. I agree, Adam. Give me under 10 wins for the Seahawks. The Chicago Bears, as we move to the NFC North, the over-under is 7.5. If Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy had any damn clue and they started Justin Fields, as they should, who won the job, who they traded up for in the first round, I would bang the over, and I would say this is going to be a nine-win football team bar none. I mean, Matt Nagy's not only doing dumb things, he's saying asinine things. We need to see Andy Dalton in, in the regular season. No one in the history of society has ever said, we need to see more Andy Dalton. If I'm a Bears fan, I am sick to my stomach. I think at some point the issue is going to be forced. I don't think the Bears, even with their line struggles, are that bad. Fields can be that special. I mean, I hate picking a Matt Nagy team, but, I mean, please. I don't want to hear about Aaron Donald. I don't want to hear about Miles Garrett. 100% Fields should be starting the first quarter of the season. I'm going to take the over because at some point Fields is going to play. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to take the over on Chicago. Wow. I'm going to give them eight. That's the number. I mean, eight and nine for, you know, no one's going 500 mm-hmm. anymore with the 17th game. I'm going to take the over because Justin Fields, whenever the hell he gets on the field, is going to be special. Yeah, Andy Dalton, he was bad last year, Adam. He only put up 300 more yards than Dak. In six more games in the same offense in Dallas. I think he's done. But Adam, I'm going with the under because I don't believe in Justin Fields year one. Ryan Day is the best offensive mind in college football. I mean, he has C.J. Stroud as quarterback. He put up 45 points against Minnesota. He was terrible in the game, C.J. Stroud. Every receiver at Ohio State is wide open. They have the best talent in the nation. I need to see Justin Fields make tough plays against NFL first-string defenses before I'm declaring him to be great and the Bears to win eight games. I am not there yet. I'm going with the under 7.5 for Chicago. Man, Adam, the Detroit Lions win-loss total for over-under is extremely low. It's at Five. I feel like it's really low. Look, I know Dan Campbell's more of a meme than a head coach, but at least you know his team's going to play hard every single week. Yes. The only issue I have in Detroit, they literally have no wide receivers. Like, I can't name who they have at wide receiver. There's no more Kenny Galladay. I do think DeAndre Swift should have a big year, but he's already hurt. His knee is injured. I don't know how he's going to play if he's going to play week one. And I'm a huge TJ Hawkinson fan, but really what it comes down to, Adam, I like the defense of Detroit. They have some real players. They have a good defensive line. They have pretty decent linebackers. I love Jeff Okuda. I'm going to take the over. I think Detroit wins six games this year. How do you feel about this? We're sharing a brain. And honestly, I, I think Bob Goff is, is not going to be special, but he's going to be solid. I, I think Dan Campbell, you know, he says crazy things, but the team's going to play hard for him. I thought he put together an all-star coaching staff with Glenn and Staley and, and Lynn you know, Deuce Staley and Aaron Glenn and Anthony Lynn, they they know what they're doing. And I'm with you. This this team, I don't think they're going to be dreadful. 
I'm going to go over by a game with the rebuilding since 1957 Detroit Lions. Bob, I think the best bet in the history of best bets, the Green Bay Packers over. Mm -hmm. Ten and a half, Aaron Rodgers is back. Aaron Rodgers, we had him on Shine on Sports. Interview was sweeping the nation. You know, he's going to dominate. The Packers are going to get the one seed. They've got 13 wins written all over him. His best friend, Randall Cobb, is back. You know, this this Packer team, the division stinks, relatively speaking. You know, I think, you know, Detroit wins six. I think Chicago wins eight. I think the Packers sweep the division. I love the Packers over. On with you, Adam. The over. This is my second favorite bet here. There's just great value at 10.5. I've seen it at 10 in some places. Did people just miss last season? Look, the Bears have really struggled versus the Packers. Of course, I'm not a believer of Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. I don't care who's playing Green Bay. And Rodgers owns the Lions. The Vikings might get a game. Like, they might get one game against Green Bay. And look, there are some tough games on the Packers' schedule, right? The Chiefs' game is going to be really difficult. Please, sports gods, no injuries to Rodgers or Mahomes, please. Mm -hmm. We need this matchup. I'm waiting for it all year. I'm circling on the calendar. It's probably the best matchup of the season. But now, Adam, week one, it's a neutral site game versus the Saints. That's already a big deal. And then they get Detroit week two. So they're going to be 2-0 immediately. I love this. 11 wins for the Packers is easy. They might win 12. I love the over. And the final team in the division, the Minnesota Vikings. The over-under is set at nine. How do you feel about this one? Not too good. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually, I've been thinking all offseason that nine is the number. Yeah. Like Like, they're a nine win team. I go back to my commentary on the Colts. You know, if you have a quarterback who's not vaccinated, and that's that's a problem in terms of availability. Love Justin Jefferson. Love Dalvin Cook. I think that the defense with Daniel Hunter being back is going to be improved. I, I think that Patrick Peterson was a, a heck of a pickup. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go with a push here. I mean, and you know what? I'm screw it. I'm going under. I'm going to go with yeah. an under for the Minnesota Vikings because I, I can't trust that the quarterback's going to be available. Yeah, I mean, I'm still scarred from watching the defense last year. I mean, I'm not the only one. Mike Zimmer, he was disgusted by the defense last year. Look, getting back to Neil Hunter is a massive deal. He's a top-five edge rusher. I think it's a shame that Kirk Cousins has created a distraction around himself this year, Adam, because it takes away from the fact that he was awesome last year. He threw for 4,265 yards, 35 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. That might be the best year of his career. Kirk was awesome, but I would stay away from this one. I mean, the last five games for the Vikings, Pittsburgh, Chicago, the Rams, the Packers, and the Bears. That is brutal. That is a tough way to end the season. Like I think nine seems about right, too. They're not going to win ten, so give me the under. NFC East, Bob. Cowboys are going to win this division going away. Dak's healthy for week one. Love C.D. Lamb. Lamb has the chops. Uh, I've been using that line for a couple of years. I, Mike I McCarthy loved that, Adam. Mike McCarthy loved it when we had he him on China on Sports. He, he cracked up. I said, Mike, you can steal it. I mean, that, that's what comedians do. Uh, I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to have a monster season. Micah Parsons for Rookie of the Year on defense. Love the Cowboys over. 
Yeah, if Dak stays healthy, it's an easy over. He's electric in only four games. I think Micah Parsons changes things in the middle for that defense. Jalen Smith was not good last year. He was constantly chasing guys all over the field. Parsons fixes the middle of the defense. I agree, Adam. Lamb does have the chops. It's going to be his breakout season. The O-line's healthy. They're going to beat up on Philly and the Giants. Yeah, baby. They got the mojo moments here in Dallas. I love the over. I see what oh, you did baby. there. That was well done. Well done. Well done, uh, Bob. Oh, Someone's paying attention so to Hard Knocks. Someone's paying attention. <laughs> By the way, the Giants over under at seven. I, I, this is one of my favorite bets, the under. Daniel Jones turned it over three times as we were previewing the AFC. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a walking turnover. I'm concerned about Saquon's health. Dave Gettleman doesn't know which way is up. The offensive line is dreadful. That Thomas pick, yeah, he had a choice of three other tackles who went in the top 12, 13 in that draft. I'm going to take the under for the New York football Giants. Yeah, I like the Giants defense, but that's where the compliments end. I mean, is Tony going to play week one? Is Galladay going to play week one? Is Saquon going to play week one? I mean, Saquon's being ramped up in practice. It's September. He's being ramped up now. I just don't think he's going to play well the first couple weeks of the season. And you said it, Adam. Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. I still think the jury is out on Joe Judge. So my verdict is under seven wins. Oh, here's another interesting one, Adam. The Eagles, the over-under is set at six and a half. Look, I don't know how anybody can believe in Philly. They're a disaster. I mean, Nick Sirianni's probably going to play rock, paper, scissors when he's making play calls. Everyone's going to hurt watching Jalen Hurts. The roster is full of guys who should be signing autographs, not making plays anymore. It feels like the Super Bowl for the Eagles was a lifetime ago. I mean, Doug Peterson played Nate Sudfeld the tank. That was nine months ago, Adam. What has happened to the Eagles? I love the under. What do you feel about this? Under. And I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, and I'm a big Devontae Smith fan, but Nick Sariani still playing rock, paper, scissors with the uh, players on the team like he was with draft prospects. And Nick Sariani is like an SNL skit as a head coach. <laughs> I mean, I- I'm going to go with the under here for the Philadelphia Eagles. Bob, everyone and their mother, including mine, loves the Washington football team this year. Mm -hmm. And Chase Young is special, and that defense is great. Washington, to me, has quarterback room 32 out of 32. I think it's the single worst quarterback room in the league. I'm going to take the under for Washington at eight and a half. Wow, the under. Oh, no, Adam. No, come on. Dallas is going to run away with this division. Wow, I don't think so. I think the beard is back and he's better than ever. Look, I like Fitzmagic. He was better than Tua last year. They won 10 games with a similar team in a similar situation, right? And Washington's quarterback situation last year was the worst in the league, Adam, and they still found ways to win games. And I think the quarterback situation is better this year. I think the defense is going to be better, especially Chase Young. He's going to be even better in year two. I think they have the best defense in the NFL. I think they're going to win the NFCs. I think they're going to beat Dallas by a game. I think this at eight and a half is one of the locks of the season. I love the Wow. Over. Okay. So we, we have a great disagreement there on the Washington football team, who, by the way, you know, they, they won the worst division in the history of the NFL last year and didn't belong in the playoffs. So that's going to be a fun one to monitor all, all season long. And you want to talk about a great bet? Um, I love the Falcons as we move to the NFC South. Falcons over seven and a half. You know, they're calling it an arty party in Atlanta with Arthur Smith taking over. 
Kyle Pitts, he's got Hall of Fame talent at the tight end position. Matt Ryan has a lot of gas left in the tank. Dan Quinn not being there is addition by subtraction. I like the Falcons over seven and a half. Yeah, I don't know, Adam. I mean, is the defense going to be that much better? I, I just don't know with Atlanta. Artie doesn't have Derrick Henry anymore either. Like, he ran the Titans offense. He was unbelievable. And I think Arthur Smith, he is going to be a great head coach. He's going to have to change things a little bit with his offense. He doesn't have Derrick Henry anymore. I love Kyle Pitts, but year one tight ends, you just don't really know. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. But I think Matt Ryan's the one who's going to swing this bet, Adam. He is just unbelievable. To me, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's one of the most underrated players in the NFL year in and year out. I will take the over for the Falcons. Carolina. Seven and a half. Bob Stew <laughs> is a noted critic and hater when it comes to Sam Darnold. You have to be taking the under for, for your whole feelings on Sam Darnold, right? I mean, I love Sam Darnold as a person, but as a quarterback, I mean, seven and a half wins? Sam's never won eight games in his career this season. Look, Adam, the Panthers lost nine of their last 11 last season. They were 5-11, and 11 and people were throwing a parade like the Panthers were back. What did the Panthers do in the offseason to deserve a two-and-a-half win boost? I mean, look, Sam well, Darnold they did is... trade for Darnold, and that, that's, oh, a ba- yeah. that's a major upgrade over major. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, no. Oh, Sam Darnold was no. Jets. He was gay. Yeah, I know. No talent around him. I mean, come on, Bob. Oh, come on. It's either mono or ghosts or gays or <laughs> lack of weapons. It's always something with Sam. He's been in the league for years. He has not had a good season yet. Look, Matt Rule won five games last year after being hailed as the next big thing, but his defense isn't great either. The defense was terrible. Look, if McCaffrey can stay healthy, I can see six wins. But they're, they're not winning eight games in this division. They're just not. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the over because of Christian McCaffrey, who's healthy, and because, unlike Bob Stu, I respect the talent and change of <laughs> scenery of my guy, Sam Ugh. Darnold. I'm rolling with the over for the Saints. I'm concerned about Michael Thomas and all the shenanigans in, in the offseason, but I'm going to take the over. Jameis Winston... I think he's going to be better than the 2020 version of Drew Brees. Sean Payton is my pick for coach of the year. Bob, I'm going over for the New Orleans Saints. You know, I am not rolling with the over. I mean, I feel like what will happen to the Saints is what happened to the Patriots last year. Tom Brady leaves. They got to bring in a new quarterback. They bring in Cam. They're not even close to the same team. Drew Brees is gone. Here's Mr. 30-30 Jameis Winston. I think they're going to struggle. I don't love the defense either. I think defense is good. It's not great. And again, you just mentioned it. Michael Thomas is their second best player on offense. He's not going to play for a minimum of eight weeks. And I have no idea if he's going to come back this season. I think eight wins for the Saints. I'm going to take the under. And the final one, Tampa Bay, the Super Bowl champions. Oh, yeah, they get the hammer. They're last. The over-under is set at 12. Look, I love what Jason Light did, bringing back the entire roster for chemistry purposes. But Adam... Half of this team is already collecting Social Security. When I look at the <laughs> rosters, I like to look at age going into the season. Tom Brady's 44. Okay, fine. He beats Father Time every year. Great. Antonio Brown's 33. Gronk is 32 in the body of a 60-year-old. And Dominican Sue's 34. JPP's 32. Levante David's 31. And Shaq Barrett is 29. I'm over 30. My body hurts every day, and I don't play football. I don't see how the Bucs are going to be better this season than last season. To win this bet, Adam, they got to win 13 games. 
13 games. That is insane in the NFC. I'm going to say 11 wins for Tampa. I'm taking the under. You know, I think they're going to win 12, so I'm going to say push. And and I don't like this as as a pick, as an over-under. I, I don't like it at, at all. I do like that everyone's back, so I guess I disagree with you in that regard, even though they're a bit long in the tooth. I think Tom Brady, full offseason, knowing the offense, knows his weapons. He's going to have a better regular season than he did a year ago, but... Listen, I, I like the division. I like the competition. I'm, I got to stay consistent. You know, I have Carolina over. I have Atlanta over. I have the Saints over. So I'm going to say push here for the defending Super Bowl champs. Thank you for listening to another incredible episode of the Adam Shine Podcast. Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback. What an interview. How sweet is that? What a perfect way to get the party started for the upcoming 2021 NFL campaign. Thanks to our listeners on SiriusXM, our listeners on Pandora, our listeners on Apple Podcasts, and with Stitcher. We record the Adam Shine Podcast all year round, so please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can always catch me every weekday on my radio show, Shine on Sports, which airs from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. The Adam Shine Podcast is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The executive producer of the Adam Shine Podcast, the great Bob Stu. The associate producer, Chris Tyler and Andrew Emmer. Sound designed by my guy, Robert Moore. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. And special thanks to SiriusXM Senior, Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the iconic Steve Cohen. Sirius XM Podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.